Hola. Uh, welcome to Blunder Years. I believe this is episode 78. This is largely going to be an audio version of something I went through about two weeks ago, which is the experience of getting married a second time. Um, I had done a couple podcasts about what this might be like leading up to it and written a couple blogs um, as well. But now I'm just going to walk through the process having actually done it. Um, just like one housekeeping thing up front. This blog at one point and my podcast at one point were predominantly about different things. I actually started blogging a lot about true crime. And the reason it was called Context of Things is I tried to go into context on like economic issues. I realized I wasn't very good at that. And I had a sweet spot for dissecting some managerial bullshit. So I went in that direction eventually. And then this podcast for a long time was supposed to be about experiences that people have between about 25 and 45, like uh, marriage, divorce, mortgages, children, um, aging parents, uh, job switches, etc. I've done okay with that, although I feel like it's somewhat gone into the managerial bucket as well. So just housekeeping wise, I'm going to try to stay in my swim lanes um, after this coming up whereby the blog is going to be more about work. The podcast is going to be more about adulthood. And yeah, that's my general concept. Um, all right, so let's get into this whole second marriage thing. Um, first of all, how did we get here? Um, if you read my blog, you know a little bit of this. But long story short, I was with someone from 2009 to 2012. We got married at New York City Hall uh, in 2012. I think it was late June 2012, if I remember correctly. We got married in front of 165 people in March 2013 in Miami. Then we got divorced in March 2017, so four years later. And if you're doing the math correctly, um, we were living together but about to get divorced on our fourth anniversary, which was awkward. And I think we watched a movie on Netflix that night and didn't talk about the very large elephant in the room around us. Okay, <clears throat> there's a couple posts of mine that you can find. I think I have one called A Six-Year Tale of drunkenness and woe or something we'll get to that in a second that will go through the arc of most of it if you're ever interested in it now <clears throat> i think it's notable to say a good chunk of how that relationship ended is my fault although as would be expected if you talk to her friends who used to be my friends slash our friends, whatever, which is a whole nother weird thing. They're going to usually say it's a hundred percent my fault. If you talk to my friends, they won't really know. I don't, I never really talked about it as a two way street since that's not respectful to the other person who went through it. I blogged about it for sure. Probably eight to 10 times, but I try to just talk about my failings and my, feelings those words are similar not anyone else's so i was single for about nine to ten months and i met my current wife at a charity event in late summer 2017 
I think we actually just passed three years together this week to boot. So that's kind of the arc at a high level without any identifying features. So now I guess the important question that I get a lot from different people who've been in and out of relationships, especially long-term relationships is, did I want to get married again? The short answer is yes. Um, when I was single, usually the thing I told myself is that if I ended up with someone again and they were younger and had never experienced the process of getting married, I would be into it. That's obviously what happened. If I had ended up with someone older who was divorced herself, not ended up with anyone at all, would I have gotten married? I don't think so, um, but I can't answer that uh, in the 100% affirmative because I did not have that happen to me. But in the context of caring about another person and the experiences people want from their lives, do I think this was the correct decision? Yes. So another big one I got was, do people care about your second wedding? Um, broadly, I would say no, absolutely not. If you add in COVID, it's basically an isolated event if you're not getting married immediately in the area where friends and family live. And even then, it would probably be tough. I knew that going in, and I tried to mentally steady myself around it. I also know I have pretty low self-esteem and sense of self. So I did email and text some people saying, hey, my second wedding is on this Saturday. Holler at me during the day if you can. Some people probably look at that as desperation. I might have at one point too, like I was telegraphing old friends to hit me up on the day. So it's definitely partially desperation, but I knew if I went through the day and heard from essentially no one outside of those in attendance, I might be sad. So I lobbed up a Hail Mary. It mostly worked in the sense of most of the people on that email thread remember to shoot me a text or whatever during the day. Now, this is kind of interesting and it falls in line more with uh, like what I wanted the theme of this podcast to be uh, on the human adaptability front, which I think has some resonance with COVID and everything. The only person who overlapped my 2013 wedding and my 2020 wedding was me. My parents didn't even come to this one because of COVID. So across seven years and two major life events, I was with myself and that's it. So I guess the first lesson from that is at some point in your life, all you have is yourself, right? Which we say, and it's a little trite and cliche, but it's accurate. Second lesson, there were a chunk of people at my 2020 wedding who I consider good friends or at least like high level acquaintances. And I knew none of them in early 2015. Some of them I only met in mid 2018. So I don't want to blow smoke up my own ass because I have a lot of problems I deal with and <clears throat> etc. But if you ever get sad and think you've lost friends, which is common in adulthood as priorities change, people move, etc. You're just confused by your place with everything. Just know that it is possible to reinvent the ecosystem around you in two to three years. So it's not easy. You're going to cry during it. It's going to be hard. Um, but again, another uh, trite cliche we use, you know, nothing worth doing is easy. Um, so it is possible to create a new ecosystem for yourself. Um, so I just want to put that out there because I think a lot of people are 
scared of divorce or new jobs or whatever because they think this is all I've known. Well, it's hard, but it's possible to do stuff. Um, okay, I want to talk for a second about water. Um, hopefully this will not be cliche and trite, but when I got divorced in 17, my ex was moving out. I went to Tucson for the weekend to stay with one of my friends. He's married with two girls. This was 2017 final four weekend. Um, don't ask me about that final four because mostly I got drunk and I offered marriage advice to one of their couple's friends which I guess was the wrong thing contextually to do since I was only in Tucson for the reason of being divorced and letting my ex move out. And uh, since then, I've been less close with the guy in Tucson. So to, to I probably overstepped my bounds, and that's my bad. Um, anyway, while I was out there on Saturday afternoon, uh, my friend was playing with one of his daughters inside, and I went into their hot tub which uh, was on the deck and overlooked some mountains and canyons and all that shit. Uh, it was a really weird time for me because I knew that back in Texas, my ex was moving out at that moment. And I was thinking about your thirties, uh, weekends, friend groups, kids, what I would be doing if I wasn't in that hot tub at that moment and more. So meanwhile, it's a pretty nice view, not to virtue signal for my friend, but they're both lawyers. They do pretty well, have a nice house. But I had about um, 42,000 things on my mind and I couldn't really process life or the view or whatever. So naturally, I went back inside, I watched TV, and then we went and drank for the final four. So it was good times mostly um, until I started giving stupid advice. Okay, so... This past week after I got remarried, I went to Arkansas for a couple of days. And on Thursday, I find myself sitting in this hot springs bath in northwest Arkansas getting ready for some massage. And again, in water, I'm thinking about life. It was probably less than the 42,000 things in Arizona. But I found the contrast interesting. In one case, I was completely alone and emotionally drowning in this hot tub in Arizona. And in the other case, I'm near a new person, emotionally reflective, but hoping for a good chapter in Arkansas. Both the states start with the letter A, but otherwise the experience was completely different. Um, okay, I'm going to talk about family for a second. I feel like this is relevant. So... About probably four weeks before I got married this time, I posted something on Facebook about communicating. Um, not like in relationships. I'm definitely not an expert there. If you've been listening, I've obviously been divorced. Uh, more like in the general sense. I did use this anecdote from my ex, though, in that her brother couldn't ever remember people's names. And there's another sister in the picture. Uh, she would bring home boyfriends uh, to Miami and he would like her. The brother would never fucking remember the kid's name. And it got kind of tedious over time. So uh, I post that, which is probably stupid because we've been apart for three years and I probably don't need to include any of her family in any posts I do. So my ex's sister um, whose boyfriend's names were the ones being forgotten, she jumps into the comments. Now, bear in mind, earlier I said that I probably blogged about my divorce eight to ten times. 
that's me blogging about the dissolution of this person's sister's relationship, right? My ex. So never in that span of time has my ex's sister jumped into a Facebook thread or even really talked to me. I think we might've texted on one of her birthdays in the last three years, but that's it. So now I mentioned their brother and this anecdote of a post and it was guns out, guns up. Eventually she blocked me, right? I'm honestly surprised it probably didn't happen sooner. So it also didn't surprise me really because my ex's sister had this really weird dynamic with her brother where it was like the love she chased the hardest above all. Um, uh, I remember one time I was stranded in Denver and I was at a bar near the Denver airport and I was texting with my ex's sister and the whole thing was about how much she loved her brother, which was really odd at the time. And anyway, I wrote 10 blogs about her sister, nothing, one comment about her brother, I got blocked. So I use this stupid story to illustrate that families are very challenging and imperfect. My ex's family was awesome in some pockets. We had some great convos in the Miami days and absolute hell in other pockets. Her mom once sent a text to 10 people dragging me. Um, it was the night of that deflate gate Colts Patriots football game. If you remember that, um, me, my ex, her sister and her then boyfriend came back from a brewery once in the Wynwood section of Miami and my ex's brother and parents were sitting in the pitch black discussing emotional trauma. Um, there's a couple other stories that really aren't mine to tell that were hellacious to go through. So weird shit did go down. Um, long story short on that, my current wife's family is very normal and sane, and that's been good. Um, I think you do marry either, quote-unquote, the family or, quote-unquote, into the family. And that needs to be noted and considered as a real thing. I would say that you marry the friends. Um, that's true, too. But the reality of friendships after about age 28 is that people have their own shit going on with kids, jobs, their own aging parents, the passing of their grandparents, whatever else. Case in point, my ex had this woman she called her quote-unquote best friend. My ex and I were together eight years. Um, I hung out with that best friend maybe ten times max. Granted, she lived in Miami, and we lived in New York and Minneapolis and Texas the whole time we were together. But they didn't even have kids, that lady and her husband. Maybe I saw them once a year. Um, my wife now has a few best friends and again maybe two to three times a year i see them just because of distance other shit going on covid etc as a result i think marrying the family who you see a lot more give or take is more relevant um okay i'm gonna talk about drinking for a second uh, if you read my more personal blogs or you've listened to this podcast a couple times, you know that it's definitely something I struggle with. Um, definitely contributed to getting divorced and I'm cognizant of that. So I'm trying not to make it a problem this time around. Um, I'm actually going to do a hard 75 starting November 8th, which is the day after my 40th birthday. Um, hard 75 is like 75 days without drinking and you do a couple other things with like working out and shit. 
Um, so I'm out here trying to do stuff. It's not always easy, but I am. Um, one more story I've told a couple times. If you want to know the winner of the award for the worst thing someone can say to their spouse on Christmas Day, I have a situation that's probably in the running. Um, on Christmas 2016, uh, while stopped at a red light in the Coral Gable section of Miami, my ex called me a self-loathing alcoholic. Um, we got divorced that March, so about three, four months later. Now, is that characterization accurate um, in some respects? Yeah. Um, is that who I am overall? No. Um, I can still remember sitting in that car getting called that like it was yesterday and it was four years ago this December. Um, are there kernels in there that I should work on? Absolutely. Um, I do want to say by way of broader apology to anyone who might come across this podcast, sometimes I'll day drink or I'll do something generally stupid and text or post something I'm not proud of. It happens. I'm trying to eliminate it. I do have a few cringeworthy ones in my canon from either the last couple years. Um, I had an agency job in 2018, 2019 for a while, a place called Star Conspiracy. Um, I didn't really like it, and I wasn't a very good employee, so it led to me getting terminated. But one day I had been day drinking because there like, wasn't that much work to be done. And I sent a bunch of people a post about getting divorced. And I have no idea why I did it. I don't know why work people would care about that. I guess I just wanted them to understand me better or at a higher level than they did instead of like a transactional work relationship. But I was kind of like a leper after that because I don't think people understood why I was sending that shit out during work time. So... Even when I moved apartments after I got divorced, I had uh, moments like that. Um, I have a couple posts about that. I think one's called the May 16th, 2017 moment or whatever. Um, it's something, and I'm trying to be better about it. I know addictive components are not a good third person within a relationship, so I'm doing my best. All right, so that's like a general summary of the experience of getting married a second time, um, kind of some of the emotions and whatnot that I went through. I will link out to a video of the wedding that our friend Hallie from church made. Um, so you can check that out in the show notes too. And like I said, I'll be back with a couple more of these blogs and whatnot on um, just life and growing through adulthood and everything. And hope you listen to some of this and I will be back soon. All right. Later.